Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jake Blockamp. I'm the pastor of Access. So if you're new, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. And well, I want to get started by uh, telling you some things that I've, some trips I've made the last uh, two weeks. You know, I haven't spoke, but two weeks ago when I spoke, I, I mentioned this guy who works at Meyer. His name is Greg. We love Greg. So my mission was to go to Meyer, find Greg, take a selfie with Greg, and then show a picture of me and Greg on, on screen so it'd be a good, you know, a good time. Unfortunately, I went four different times to Meyer and I never saw him. I was actually closer to a different Meyer at one time, but I chose to go to the Granville Meyer just to see Greg and he wasn't there. So one of these days, I will get a picture with Greg, a selfie with Greg, and I will post it on there. And I might even ask him to come to access, maybe. Maybe he can give the offering message or something. Um, I just want to pray before I get started here. Um, so why don't you just bow your heads with me. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're so close, God. You're so close to us. So I give you full control over this time that we have together. Give me the words to speak. And I ask you to teach every single person here what they need to hear. Teach them. Guide my words and bless the time that we have together. I thank you for Jesus and for the love that he has for us. That, that's where we find our value. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I want to start off uh, by telling you a story. This is a story of a lovely lady. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody? I'm sorry, that was terrible. I want to tell you a story about the first time that I ever, you could say, heard the voice of God. Raise your hand if you have ever been confused, because when people say that they hear the voice of God, they actually don't hear the voice of God. Raise your hand if you've been confused with that before, maybe. Because, you know, the Christians, we talk about, hey, I heard God told me this, and I wanted to tell you. And the reality is, is do you really hear it, or is it, is it something else? Because we say that we hear the voice of God, or we hear God, or he tells us something, but it's actually a little bit different than what telling or hearing is in the natural world. It's not audible. Most of the time, it's, it's a little bit something different. So that's what we're going to talk about today, is hearing the voice of God. And I want to tell you the first time that I actually, you could say, heard the voice of God. So I was in the basement of the Grace Bible College library. Who's, who's my Grace Bible person? Oh yeah, what's up? So I was in the basement and I was doing uh, a devotional. So I was just reading the Bible. I had a break in between classes. So I, was, so I was down in the basement in the corner where no one could find me. And then when I heard people coming in the room, I was like, you best get out my room. You been there? You best get out my room. This is my room. This is my corner. So I was, I was praying and, and I was reading the Bible 
And, and this, this verse just stuck out to me. This verse. It was about sonship. It was about being a son of God. It was about being belonging, belonging to God. And it was something that I knew before because I knew that I was a child. I knew that I was a child. I knew that I was a son. But something clicked to where the words that I was reading on the book hit me hard. It hit me hard and I broke down and I was like, wait a minute, I'm a son. Wait a minute, if I'm a son, that means I have an inheritance. Man, if I'm a son, that means he believes in me. If I'm a son, that means he's given me access to everything he has. And it started to click and click and click. And I would say that was the first time that I heard the voice of God in my life. And it was an amazing experience because it was like an aha moment. It was like, you know something, but then you're like, oh, what, whoa. Oh, oh yeah. Now you actually know it. You realize that you come to learn it on your own. And I want to read you a story about a boy from the Bible who heard the voice of God, didn't know what it sounded like, but then had his aha moment. So it comes from 1 Samuel 3, 3 through 10. So we got about seven, eight verses, so stick along. I'll try to read a little bit quick, maybe some, some excitement here. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel! Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. After that happened, the Lord gave Samuel instructions, some pieces of advice to give to Eli, who was his mentor, who was basically his father. Eli was raising Samuel. Samuel was a young boy. And I love this story. I love this story because I find myself in it all over the place. How many of you know it's not about, when you read the Bible, you, you don't want to find the main character. You got to find where you fit in. Because that's where you learn. We got to find out where you fit within the stories that you read throughout the Bible. So, I relate very well to Eli because he heard this voice. For me, I've heard these thoughts. I've thought these thoughts. I've felt these impressions. And I don't ask anyone else, but I ask myself, was that, was that me? 
Or was that God? Was that me? And you have this battle in your mind. You have this wrestling match in your mind that's battling between, is that me or is that God? Is that me or is that God? And this is the same thing that that Samuel is dealing with. But I want to highlight something. It's in verse 7. It says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. When I was preparing this message and I was praying about it, I really felt the Lord impressed on my heart. I wouldn't say the Lord told me because I just talked about that. That tonight some people are going to hear the voice of God for the first time, or they're gonna realize, have the aha moment that God's been speaking to them all along. That tonight it's gonna happen. You see, the Lord, God had been speaking to Samuel, but he didn't even know it. He had been calling his name, but he had no idea. My question to you is, Is God calling your name? And if he is, do you recognize his voice? Because the issue with Samuel was not that he had not had a message from God. It was that he did not recognize the voice that was calling him. And I believe tonight is a night where we are going to have confidence and we are going to move forward into hearing the voice of God clearly, to knowing in our hearts where God is moving us, knowing in our hearts where God is leading us. It's gonna happen tonight. But there are some things that are very interesting in this story that I wanna highlight, that I wanna dial into, that I wanna focus on. The first thing is that Samuel, it says in the beginning in verse verse three or verse four, It says, Samuel slept in the tabernacle near the ark of God. He slept in the tabernacle near the ark of the covenant. And the ark of the covenant was the place where the presence of God rested. And so Samuel, I I can just imagine what Samuel's thought process was. He, He knew that the presence of God was in this place. So he said, you know, as a young kid, you say, if I can only get near it then maybe something special will happen. When you go to the concert, if I only can get near the front row, maybe they'll just touch my hand. If I go to the basket, if I get in the front row, maybe LeBron James will run out of bounds and fall on me. (laughs) Maybe if I'm just close enough, something special will happen to me. I can imagine that he thought that. Maybe if I can just get close enough, He'll speak to me. God will do a work in me. But I'm here to say something. God is not far off. You cannot get any closer to God than what you are right now. That's contrary to what we believe. He's so close to you that you have no idea. He's so for you that you have no clue. He's so 
present in your life. His closeness is not dependent on himself. It's dependent on your perspective. Because if we would just turn to him, we would, he, he, he's here. And so we don't need to follow the model that Samuel showed us that we need to be close to the presence of God because here's the reality is the presence is inside of us. Jesus came to make our bodies, his temple, the host of the presence of God. So what do we do? I, I just, the first thing we need to do is start sleeping strategically. And I wrote that just because of what Samuel did. What that means is start sleeping strategically is proclaiming the presence is present. We need to start realizing that we are close to the presence of God. And since we're so close, he's so inside of us that he actually wants to talk to us. He actually wants to send us a message. It's about turning our perspective towards him in the reality that he's so here. In, in a message a month ago, or about a month ago, when I spoke about you are not alone, I said presence, reality is birthed from presence, intentionality. Meaning that if you want the presence of God to become a reality in your life, you need to start becoming intentional that it's already there. So we need to, start, we need to proclaim that the presence is present. Start sleeping strategically like Samuel did. Get close to the presence of God. Second thing that we can learn that I want to highlight from the story was Samuel's hearing versus Samuel's listening. Samuel's hearing versus Samuel's listening. How many of you know there's a difference between hearing and listening? Some of you are hearing me right now. Some of you are listening right now. And all the people who are listening laughed. And all the people who are hearing are like, oh, it's, huh? where am I? Where am I? Now I got your attention. That's right, start listening. So the first three times God called Samuel, he heard. He heard the voice of God, but he didn't recognize it. The voice of God was unfamiliar to Samuel. And when I talk to, to my peers, when I talk to people around the world, around, not the world, I don't travel around the world. When I talk to people in my sphere of influence, I, I, I talk to too many people who say, yeah, God just doesn't speak to me. God doesn't speak to me. And I, want, and I want to make a statement is that he speaks to everyone but the people who realize it are the ones who are listening. How many of you know that you can sit here and hear everything but walk out the door and remember nothing? because you don't internalize it. I wanna give you the definition of, of hearing. The hearing is simply the act of perceiving sound by your ear. It's just a physical thing that we do. It's hearing. And listening is something you consciously do. Your brain processes meaning from words. 
in sentences, which means hearing is in one ear, out the other. And I get accused of this all the time by my wife because there's one thing sometimes I struggle with. It's, it's listening. But I'm getting better. Don't worry. I'm striving to get better. Yeah, please pray for me. I need it. <laughs> so there's times where we hear and there's times that we listen. And what I want to say is if, if you say, you know, God doesn't speak to me, I just want to maybe say that maybe you're just hearing. You know, the situation where you say, well, is that me or is that God? That's right on the borderline between hearing and listening. It's right on the edge. You're like, did I hear that or is I listening to God? What's important here is that we need to start to, we need to, start to realize how God is talking to us. The process in which he is speaking to us. I want to read John 4, 24. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God is a spirit. When he communicates to you, he's going to communicate to your spirit. And when you receive Christ, and when you receive Jesus, he deposits the Holy Spirit inside of you. So you have the Holy Spirit. And so God comes who's spirit and speaks to your spirit. So it's not an audible thing. It's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing. And the reality is, is he's speaking to you all the time, and, the, and we just don't know it. We just think it's our thoughts. We just think it's our conscience. But the reality is he's speaking to us all the time, all the time, all the time. But we discount it. We say he never speaks to us. And he's up in heaven saying, I'm speaking to you all the time. Right. He's speaking to me all the time. And I'll say, I miss it all. I miss it majority of the time because of busyness, because of worry, because of you name it. There's so many things that can distract us from hearing the, the voice of God, from listening to it, from listening to the impressions, to the leadings that he's putting on our hearts. He says, protect your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. He says, protect your heart. The heart is the most important thing in our bodies. We need to protect what's coming in because that's the thing that he's speaking to. And if, it's, and if your heart's not right, when, it, when his word and when his voice comes and he leads you, it's just going to be a big mess because you have so many issues that are flowing out of your heart. So he's going to speak to us through our spirit. And here's the deal. The spirit's just like anything else. You need to train that thing. You need to work that thing out. You need to build up that strength. I got Andy in the back. He's doing shoulder presses. He's like, I'm ready for this. So, for my bachelor party, one of the things we did was clay pigeon shooting. I'm not a gun guy. <laughs> I'm not. I like to shoot things, but I'm not a gun guy. So we went out there and, you know, pull! Miss, pull, <laughs> miss. And I have other buddies who, who shoot a lot. Pull, <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. I'm like, this is no fun, man. <laughs> like, these guys are out here hitting all those clay pigeon thingies, and I'm out here missing them all. And I got a, I got a sore shoulder because of it. 
kick because I'm a little wuss. <laughs> but here's the reality is I'd never do it. How can I expect to be excellent in something that I never train? If you give me a basketball, well, if you would give me a basketball two years ago, <laughs> then I could maybe show you something. Not a whole lot. I can maybe hit some shots from three. But guess what? I didn't start there. I started when I was five years old on my little tykes hoop and I was like, little dude, shooting and missing and missing and missing and missing. But then I got older and I trained and I shot more and all of a sudden I made three out of 10 and then I made four out of 10 and then I made five out of 10. But it wasn't because I never did it. It's because I did it so much. And so we, somehow we think that our, that our spirit man doesn't need to be worked out. But he does, he needs to be trained. Because our whole life, if we've been trained in the world, so we need to start conditioning our heart to be trained in the spirit. And we do that by listening. We do that by listening and obeying. Because we cannot just be hearers of the word and so deceive ourselves. We need to do it. So God is speaking to us all the time. It's not a matter of him being mute. It's not a matter of him holding back. It's a matter of us turning our ears or turning our hearts towards the one who's speaking all of the time. He's a blabbermouth. He's talking all the time. John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You see, you know, Christianity is sometimes coined as a relationship with God. You following me? So I'm going to ask the women here, because guys, you guys are knuckleheads, <laughs> blockheads. What's one of the most important aspects of relationship? Communication. Communication. <laughs> and all the guys are laughing because guys are not very good at communicating. Most guys. That's why women are so much more spiritual. It's because they actually communicate. They know how to communicate with God. Guys don't. One of the most important aspects of a relationship is communication. It's talking and listening. It's talking and listening. It's talking and listening. It's communicating. It's, it's sharing what's on your heart. It's having a relationship. And relationships cannot be one-sided. God's desire is for your spirit to be in relationship with his spirit all of the time. So that when you go out, when you're at home, it's relationship. Because he never leaves you. And he's speaking to us all the time. And so when we go out, we listen. When we're here, we listen. When we're at home, we listen. When we're at work, we listen. And we talk and we have conversation. We have communion. We have relationship. It was never meant, our Christianity was never meant to be a weekly attendance. It was never meant to be reading the Bible. It was never meant to be a prayer. It was meant to be 
a relationship. If you go back to Adam and Eve, he had communion with them in the garden. That was the original purpose, was communion, was relationship. So that's what we need to get back to, is communion and relationship, talking and listening, talking and listening, hearing his heart, what he has to say about us, hearing his heart for the world. And he's doing that through speaking to our spirit. He's doing that through speaking to us, but so many times it can be one-sided. So many times when I pray, I go to God and I'm just like, like going, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you. Be with this person. I pray for this person. Yes, yes, I've got, I'm just talking and talking and talking. And he's just like, are you gonna let me speak? He wants, he, he wants to speak he wants you to listen. He's speaking. We just, got, we just got to get our ears turned. And it's about being silent and resting and, and feeling the direction that he's placing our hearts. And when he speaks to us, it's not going to be an audible voice most of the time. Sometimes it's an audible voice, but most of the time it's the impressions in your heart. It's like, yeah, I should do that. Or it's a thought that says, man, why am I thinking about that? Why am I thinking about this person right now? It might be like, hey, I should do that for this person. Excuse me. Or it's these leadings in our conscience or it's leadings in our heart that point us towards a direction. You know, I, I go out to bre- uh, breakfast with my friend John here and he, t- he told me a story that he was, he was driving down the road and there was this guy walking and, and he's just like, man, like, I just felt that I had to go pick him up. I felt that I had to go pick him up. He didn't hear the audible voice of God. He just felt, so he pulled over and he, he chased him down. And he said, hey, man, can I give you a ride? And he's like, no, man, I don't need a ride. So then he's like, okay, can I pray for you? He's like, no, you can't pray for me. So he's like, oh, okay. So he just went and he drove away. But how many of us would say that's, that's, that's not a failure? That's a success because he followed the leadings of his heart. That was God leading him to a person who knows what that seed is doing in, the, in that guy's life. That's a seed of love. That's a seed that God can water and bring a harvest to. But he was listening to his heart and he was willing to sacrifice his time to follow the leading of his heart. So there, there's, some, there's some times in my life where I, where I was just like, okay, God, I need, you, I need you to speak to me. I need you to lead me in the right direction. And one of the times... It was probably like the hardest time of my life. Hardest time of my life. It was when Abby and I were dating and, and I was sitting, I remember, Ken, I was like sitting right where you are. I remember it. It was like right there. I was in access. And Pastor Kurt was speaking. I'm sure he was sharing a good message, but I didn't hear, I didn't listen to one word of it. I'm not, you should listen to me, but... What? Because the reason why I wasn't listening is because God was on my heart and he was saying, you need to break up with Abby. It was just like leading in my heart, like break up with Abby. I was like, okay, get behind me, Satan. Like, no. (laughs) And then later it was like, you need to break up with Abby. I was like, no, I didn't want that. So then I went home and it's like, you need to break up with that. Like this thing was on my heart and I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not what I wanted. We were happy. Like this is not what I wanted at all. But it kept hitting me and kept hitting me. And then, and then I, it was just so strong and it just kept coming. And I was like, okay, God, 
I'll do it. So I went over to her apartment and it was, it was literally the hardest thing. It was the worst <laughs> time of my life because I had to go and I had to confront this woman that I loved and I had to say, and, and basically I just said, I'm breaking up with you. And she said, why? And I said, I don't know. And all the women are like, I would slap you across the face if you did that. And she almost did, but no, I'm just kidding. But there was a lot of tears because she was so confused because I was so sad because I was crying in front of her saying, I'm breaking up with you. She's like, why are you, break- why are you crying if you're doing this? And I said, I don't know. And so we took a month off and we didn't talk. And during that time, I grew more in my relationship with God than I ever did before. And Abby would say the same thing, that we would not have the relationship, we would not be as close, we would not be as strong as if it weren't for that month break. And at the end of that month break, I was, I, was, I was kneeling at my bed, just like you know the little kids, they say like, kneel and you pray your bed. I did that. I don't know why, I just did it. I felt like it was fitting. Anyways, so I was kneeling and I was like, God, Lord, should I, because I, I was like, if I get back with her, I'm marrying her. This is it, you know? Like, we're not going back. Like, this is it. So I said, God, is Abby the one I should marry? And what I felt in my heart, and it was a thought, was, well, do you want to marry her? And I said, yeah. I said, yes. And then I felt him say, well, then go, go on ahead. You see, I don't know why he he led me to take that break. I don't know why. It didn't make sense at the time. But when God leads you in a direction, sometimes it takes extravagant obedience in order to obtain the fullness that he has for you. I want to go back to the story of Samuel and Eli. So Samuel hears these voices and then Eli says to Samuel, I perceive that the Lord is talking to you. I can imagine, it was late at night. Eli's like sleeping, he's like, Eli, did you call me? Dude, no, I didn't call you, you're hearing things. No, 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 three times. And then he says, I perceive (laughs) that the Lord is talking to you. So go back to bed and when you hear him call your name, say, Lord, your servant is listening. Sometimes that's all God is asking for us, from us. He's just to say, Lord, your servant is listening. And when we listen, it leads to our legacy. Listening leads to legacy. Samuel became one of the most well-known prophets of the Old Testament. He went to choose Lord told him to pick Saul as the first king. He then anointed David as the next king. But how many of you know that if he didn't obey and if he didn't hear the voice of God in the beginning when he was a young boy, he never would have had that privilege when he was old. How many of you know you never just arrive? It's a process of growing and listening. So my question is, where are you at? And what is God talking to you about? And are you listening? Because listening leads to your legacy. Samuel started here and it took one time. It took one time to hear the voice of God that changed his whole life. It took one time to listen and know and start to become familiar with the voice of God. All it takes for you is one time to hear the voice of God. It takes one time 
to hear the voice of God. I have a funny picture. I want to show up before, is it coming? So don't say what it is, okay? And if you've seen this before, don't blurt it out. But if you can see anything, just raise your hand. But if you don't see anything, just keep your hand down, okay? If you see something in there, raise your hand. If you don't, okay, I'm just going to say one word. I'm going to say one word. Moo. Shh. Raise your hand if you see it now. Moo. What is it? It's a cow. One word changes everything. And sometimes that word is unconventional. That word from God. Okay, I need to stop because I need to. Okay, the cow. Okay, so I wish I had like a laser pointer or something. So the bottom is like the nose, the white part on the top is like his forehead. The little black dot on the right is his eye, ear. Okay, take it down. If you just look up cow illusion when you go home. Okay, you can take it down now. Awesome. All it takes is one word. It takes one word to change everything. It takes one word to clear everything up. It takes one word for your situation, for your life, which might be fuzzy, which might be all twisted up, which might not make any sense, which you might be asking God, why, God, why? It takes one word to make everything clear as day. It takes one word from God to change your life. Because it can start a relationship with God that leads to a lifetime of legacy. One word from God. So my question today is what are the things in your life that you need a word on? What's the one message from God that you need to listen to? And I'm here to say, I want to make a bold proclamation that tonight, every single person in this room is going to listen to the tugging of their hearts, that God is going to tug on their hearts. He's going to speak to them in a way that they've never, that you've never experienced before. It's going to happen tonight. He's going to speak life into your situation. He's going to speak clarity into your situation. He's going to give you direction for your life. He's going to give you direction for your circumstance it might not be making sense, but all you need is one word. All you need is one word from God. I spoke about probably a million words tonight, and they might be helpful, but one word from God can change your whole life. So, Jasmine, can you come up for the keys? Sitting in the back. Goodness. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Jasmine. <laughs> So she's going to be playing some keys in the piano. Keys, I'm cool, so I call them the keys. <laughs> so I said at God, we're going to take a time of stillness, of silence, where we can connect our spirit to God's spirit. If you've never done this, it's okay. Samuel didn't recognize the voice of God. Samuel didn't recognize it. But he needed Eli to say, go lay down. And when you hear him speak, say, 
Lord, your servant is listening. So that's what we're gonna do today. We're not gonna do anything that's out of the ordinary. We're not gonna go on our knees. We're not gonna beg God. We're simply gonna say, Lord, we're listening. And each of you have circumstances in your life. You have relationships that you might need a word for. You might have people that you need a word for. You might need a word of encouragement from the Lord, from God, from his spirit to yours. And I'm gonna say that he will speak and we're gonna listen. So why don't you just, uh, everyone just bow your heads and just close your eyes. What I want you to do is, if it's the person, <laughs> it's okay to laugh. If it's the person, if it's a relationship, if it's a situation, I want you just to imagine it right in front of you, staring you in the face. And we're just gonna say, you can just say it in your heart. Lord, he's always speaking, guys. Lord, your son or your daughter is listening. believe right now God is speaking life into your situation he's speaking life into your relationships he's giving you answers right now it might not be an answer that you want to hear it might be an unconventional word that you're hearing but take it
God, I thank you that you're speaking life. I thank you that you are speaking that we can hear you, we can listen. We turn our eyes to you. We thank you that we are your sheep and we know your voice. Know your voice. We thank you, God, that you allow us to have relationship with you. You allow us to converse with you. You allow us to have communion and be friends. So God, we never want to go away from this posture of, of intimacy. We never want to move away from this posture of relationship that we want to listen and talk and listen and talk every single day with you. We want to have relationship because it's where we find ourselves, God, is, is in you. It's the only way for us to to live in a world that's filled with so many problems because when you have his voice, those problems are opportunities for his promises to come through. So we're doing listening to God. I really feel in my heart, if you didn't hear anything, I want you just to raise your hand, not out of shame, not out of anything, just out of honesty. See, I didn't, I didn't really feel like God didn't speak to me at all. If that's you, I'm just gonna pray for you one more time. Everyone else, just keep, just be in front of God. This is the place where we need to be. God, we love you and we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for sending your son to die on the cross. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, that goes wherever we go. We thank you for speaking to us and that you've given us the ability to listen. So we turn our eyes to you. We turn our attention to you every single day so that we can reach a lost and dying world. We can have influence. We can change the world because you are for us. So we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen.